All right, we're going to start a new series, a very brief series, about four weeks, talking about um, starting small, small beginnings. Um, I'm just going to dive right in. Topic today is to start small. So many times we want to just jump in full steam ahead, running a thousand miles an hour, just doing a thousand things. And I want you to, if you've got your Bibles, this one's going to be hard for you to find, I think. Zechariah chapter four, verse 10. Real quick, who can find it? Bible drill in a real Bible. Just kidding. You don't have to do that. Nice. Thanks. Zechariah chapter four, verse 10. Do not despise these small beginnings because the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. The Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Now, someone mentioned to me this week that so many times from the pulpit when we talk about, talk about things that you only apply them to church or to spiritual things. That's not just what God's talking about. He's talking about your life. We've got to learn to apply God's word to our life, not to just the pastor, not to just ministry, not to just within the church, but to life. This is to apply to you. Small beginnings, start small. The Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Amen? So when we start, I want to encourage you, that a good starting place. If you don't even know where to start for a small start, I think many of you probably know some small starts that you could make. But if you're struggling to know even where to start, I'm going to start with this subject. Check your heart. Let's start at ground zero, and that is with you and with your heart. Where is your heart? Where is your heart in your marriage? Where is your heart in your job? Where is your heart with the Lord? Where is your heart with your husband? Where is your heart with your kids? Where is your heart with the church? And if you will start to look into your own heart, the Lord will start to show you where to start. Hey, I'm not the rhyming pastor. We have a few of those in our town, but that rhymed. Start with your heart. Um, I want to uh, just mention to you that um, Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 says, Whatever you do, whatever you do, do it with all your heart. Look at the things that you're doing and check your heart. Why am I doing it? Does it need to be done? God, are you in this? Is this productive? Why am I doing the things that I'm doing now? Have you ever asked yourself just the little mundane things that you're doing? Should I be doing this? God, where are you? Are you in this at all? So whatever you do, do it with all your heart as working for the Lord. Not for human masters. You will never arrive at the state in life where you want to be if you are too important to do menial tasks. You'll never get there. God will never exempt you from the small. Never. It's a vital part of character building. Do you know it's a part of faith building? God doesn't start us with parting the waters. He starts us with steps. He starts us with small challenges. It says in Galatians chapter 3, y'all listen to me. This one's going to speak to somebody. If you think you're too important to help someone, you're only fooling yourself. You're not that important. <laughs> I love that. My translation says, 
you're really a nobody. Well, thanks a lot. Make me feel good about myself. No, it's not what he's saying. You're not too important to help. You're not too important. And it, it is in these small things that we grow like Christ. Do you know Jesus was all about the small things? The things that people didn't want to do? He would wash your feet. He would help children. He would fix breakfast. He would serve lepers. The ones that people wouldn't even talk to at the well when they go to get a drink, he was talking to them. Not only talking to them, but helping them. Changing their life. Jesus did the small things. It was He didn't do those in spite of his greatness. He did those things because of his greatness. And he expects us to follow his example. Do you know that small things show a big heart? Your servant's heart is revealed in these little acts that others don't think of doing. One example is, I don't know if, you, if y'all have ever, I, know, I think you know the story, but when Paul was taken prisoner and was on a ship and the ship, became, the ship was shipwrecked, and let me tell you, Paul was wrongfully um, taken prisoner, but was going back to Rome and the ship uh, crashed and they had to swim for it and Paul helped bring up the brushwood to build a fire. Paul, the prisoner, wrongfully prisoned, was still serving his brothers in the midst of being in the wrong, being done wrong. But yet we see that that's that's where his heart was. He gathered this wood for everyone. And he was just as exhausted as everyone else. But he did what everyone else needed. I want you to know that no task is too small for you because great opportunities disguise themselves in these small tasks. Did you hear me? Great opportunities. Now, again, it's going to be easy for you sitting here listening to me to think that this just computes to spiritual things. This computes to your life. There are open doors available to you if you will follow Christ. Not just in church, not just in your calling, not just in your spiritual giftings, but in your life. We've got to get the application into life. God did not come so that we would just come and do stuff in the church. No, he came to change your life. Once you know that your life, your church experience only lasts for a couple hours a week. What about your life experiences? Every hour. God didn't come to just have a couple hours a week of your life. He came to change your life. So we've got to get this from the book, from the page, from the church, from the Spirit Spirit of God and applied into our life. When my young kids go to take a test, when you go to intermingle with your friends, when you go to work, when you need a bigger paycheck, when you've got financial disaster, when you've got marriage disaster, we've got to get the Word and the Spirit of God involved. There will always be more people willing to do great things for God than there are willing people to do small things. And I want you to know sometimes those small things serve upward, serving your authority. Sometimes it's downward, serving people that are uh, maybe authoritative under, under you. But we develop a servant's heart, and we're willing to do what's needed. God is looking for us to do what's needed 
When I was hungry, you fed me. When I was cold, you clothed me. No, I didn't do it to you. You did it to this other one. When you did it for the other one, you did it for me. The problem is, when we don't think anyone's looking, we think there's no value to it or no return to it. I want you to know that God is watching. And God is faithful to give you his return. And his return's far better than any, uh, anything that man can give you. God exalts you. God humbles you. We've got to trust the Lord. So again, let's go back to starting small. I want to give you a spiritual, a spiritual application, then I want to give you a practical application. Spiritual application, I want to go back to what we just taught on, on the foundations. Start at ground zero and check your heart and turn. Start. Start looking at the things in your life that need to be changed. And sometimes, they, there may be so many. Pastor, you don't know how many things I got going on in my life. That's okay. You remember how to eat an elephant? One bite at a time. One bite at a time. So if you've got 10 things that are, that are really eating away at you in a negative way, start with one. Do the Dave Ramsey snowball things. Take the smallest one and go attack it. And get that one off your plate. Overcome that small little challenge that you have so that you can go now to the next one. Do you all know how to do the snowball, uh, the debt snowball? You've got 10 debts ranging from 100000 down to $10. Dave, start talking about, start pouring money into that $10 one. Take care of that one. Then take that money and start pouring at the $100 one. Then take that money and start pouring at the $1,000 one. Next thing you know, you've taken care of all of them. But the problem is they seem so overwhelming that you won't start. It's just not worth it. I'll just stay in bed. I'll just hope it goes away. God, take that away. God's like, no, I've given you the power to overcome that. Go get in the fight. Start. Repent. Return. Come clean. Do you remember what John's message was? Do you remember what Jesus' message was? Repent. We've learned that. We've learned it on Wednesday night. Now it's time to apply it. Second aspect um, of spiritual to start, start in the Word. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. It takes faith to please God. You've got to start somewhere. Start a simple Bible plan. Start. If you're not in the Word, you're, you're off track. What are, you, what are you feeding your mind and your soul and your heart with if it's not the Word? I'm telling you, it's going to change your life. Feed on the Word. But let's just apply it to our life. Don't anybody raise their hand. Anybody here have financial trouble? Start. Start small. One thing that helped us the, helped me the most when it came to getting a hold of our finances is Joe McGee once taught here for a weekend on finances. And he said, I want you to take a week and write down everything, everywhere your money goes, no matter if it's a stick of gum or a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're buying, write it down. And it is incredible when you start to look at where your money's going. You start to see a trend of what's wrong and what I can do without. And I had no idea I was spending X number of dollars on this. What is that doing that's taking account of my life? If I don't, it will take my life from me. 
How many of you know your money's going places that maybe you don't even realize it's going? Get control of it. Start small. Take a look at uh, your job. How can you start small in your job? Maybe do a little thing for your boss. Maybe if you're falling short in some areas, stop. Take one or two things that you know that you can change at work and do a small thing. Not so that you can get acknowledged by, by your boss. God will acknowledge you. You're going to get God involved in your job. You may say, Pastor, you don't know. I've got the terriblest job and the terriblest and the worst boss. It's okay. That doesn't disqualify you from doing what God says to do. It doesn't say only do godly things if you have a godly boss. No, God says do godly things regardless of the circumstance, and God will take care of things. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Get God involved. Do small things. In your marriage, do small things. I will just, I don't know where she went. I will just tell you, Elizabeth and I had one of the, probably the worst fights in years this weekend. It was over me just being stupid. Not recognizing the obvious. Men, can anybody relate to that? Your wife's trying to tell you something, but either you're not hearing it, or you're not paying attention to it, or you are hearing it, and you just can't put two and two together. Anyone? Well, mine was all of them. I literally couldn't put two and two together. I didn't want to put two and two together. And I acted like I didn't want to do it. So that led to challenges. And uh, if I will just do small things, if I will just do, do small things for my wife, she goes, she, she, she goes nuts in, in a positive way. Doesn't take much. I want you to know with the Lord, all it takes is a mustard seed of movement. I talked to you last week about movement. And if you will just start moving, that if you're not moving, it's that being lukewarm that God vomits you out. He hates it. He, he's disgusted by it. But when we start moving, I mentioned that when you start moving, your potential becomes infinite. When you're not moving, you have zero potential. I want to apply that to your life, not to just ministry, but to your life. When you start moving in the right direction with your job, with your wife, with your spouse, with your husband, with your kids, with your finances, God gets involved. Supernatural starts to kick in. Either God's, God's true to his word or he isn't. He is. Let him prove himself to be true. So when you go out of here, one thing that I have done with uh, uh, marriage co uh, counseling with men is encourage them to get the Love Dare book. I don't know if y'all remember that movie, um, but it's like 40 days of just doing things for your wife. They're subtle. Your wife will never even know that you're doing them. She won't even catch on to it until the tide is turned. But the tide will turn. It just won't turn on step one. And it won't turn on step two. And I can't tell you when the tide will turn, but the tide will turn. I found myself a few years ago really battling depression, um, and it wasn't until I started getting back in the Word and get to praying again and starting to share with some people 
that it, it, I don't know when it happened, but it happened. My depression was gone. I can't remember the day it happened. I can't remember when I even acknowledged it. I just woke up one day and it was gone. Not to return. And it didn't happen just at once. It took life changes. Church on the Hill, we've got to make a turn. When it comes to working out, to, to exercising, you can't go out and run a half marathon. I have watched people not train and go out and run the, the haunted half and finish, but die the next day. They didn't physically die, but they just about did. Can't walk, can't work for two weeks. Like, what are you doing? What did you just prove? That you shouldn't do what you just did. You can, but it's cost you. Exercising, you've got to start small, but you've got to start. Those of y'all that are riding your bikes, those of y'all that walk, those of y'all that uh, run or, or lift weights, you can't start with the 400 pounds on a bench press. Unless you're just, I hate you. There are some of you out there that can do that, and I do, I hate you. I, I love you, I, I, I love you, but you've got to start. But I want you to know, today's message for you today is to start. God loves a start. He rejoices over a start. Let's go back to it. He rejoices. Don't despise these small beginnings for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. With your marriage, with your job, I want you to know if you're struggling in your job, do better. And start praying that the Lord will make a change in your job, in you, or he'll open the door for another job. But you make the move. Your move is to do better where you are. In your marriage, if it's about to break, church, do better. Start looking at what it means to be a godly husband. Look at what it means to be a godly wife. And start doing small things. Don't look for them to do small things. You do small things. And watch God move. In your finances, start small. Start small. God wants to change what, what you're going through. Redeem it. Increase it. Bless it. The Word says that He wants to bless the work of your hands. You may say, I don't feel like that's happening at all. Okay. Then there's a, there's a whole reward coming to you if you can turn this thing around. Start small. Amen? So before I close, I just want to tell you, you can't do this without Jesus. You can try, but you can't do it. If you've never started with that first step of giving Jesus Christ your life, that's your starting point. Maybe you've turned from that life, and that's just called rededication. Turn back to him. Give him back your heart. We spend our life taking our heart and then giving it back to him. Then we take it back. Then we realize, ooh, I took my heart back, God. I need to give it back to you. Give it back to him. Give your heart to Christ. Open up. The Lord says, if you'll just open up your door, open up the heart to your door, open up the door to your heart, he'll come in. He's waiting. He's waiting for that invitation. Let's just pray together. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, I just ask you to give us the courage and the idea of where to start. 
Maybe it's this simple, it's the first step of just giving my heart to Christ. Maybe it's just being in a conversation with my spouse or in the room with my kids or spending time with my coworkers and hearing what it is that they have to say. Maybe it's showing up on time. Maybe it's staying when I'm supposed to stay. Lord, what would my small beginning look like? I just ask you, Spirit of God, to just speak to us. You've given us ears that we can hear your voice, and I just ask right now that you would begin to show us just how to start small. Lord, bless us. I want you to bless the work of my hands. Lord, I want to be the head and not the tail. I want to be the uh, blessed in the city and blessed in the country. God, I want you to bless us. Lord, in turn, I'm going to trust you and I'm going to follow your ways. Now, bless us. As we come now to this time of communion, Lord, I just ask for a renewal of our spirit, a renewal of our covenant, that we would just await, you would awaken our spirits, Lord, to what it is that you're doing. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.